As I begin to talk, let me pray first. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I give you praise and glory that you have anointed me. Your spirit is upon me. If you anointed me to preach the good news of the gospel to the poor, you sent me to heal the brokenhearted and preach deliver the captive, recover sight to the blind, and to proclaim the year of your favor. Thank you, Father, for open, open our eyes, Father, in heaven. Give us understanding concerning your promise of healing. And thank you for the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, our guide, and incest, our strengthener. Thank you for unveiling the word of truth unto us, that we may not just be a hearer of your word, but do of the word. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's turn in our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11, please. Verse 6. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that come to God must believe that he is, and that he is a reward of them who diligently seek him. So the first thing when we look at that, look at that, that verse, we, we would say, well, faith, but the, the most important thing is you have to believe that God exists. He is. How can you believe, believe in someone if you don't know, believe that he exists? You can't. How can you trust in somebody when you really don't know it, that person exists? You know, if you say if you have a problem at home, so you had an electric problem, and what happens is that you need help. But you don't know no electrician. So what happened is you, you get on the phone and you start calling your friends and you ask them, do you know an electrician? They say, yeah, I know a very good electrician. So you call the electrician. So the electrician come over. Look at the next verse, though. It says this. And that he is a rewarder of those who daily seek him. What this means here, when I looked at it and so I meditated on this, what it really means, this, is you have to get to the point where you know God. You have to have a personal relationship with God. And, 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 and the reason I'm saying this is because during the, a fight of faith, you have to know who God is. For example, one of the things you need to know about God He's Elon. In other words, he is the creator. He's the one who forms us. He's the one who made us. You have to know he's Elohim. He's the highest sovereign in the heavens earth. You have to know that, that he is God and God alone. Because when you fight the good fight of faith, 
you're trying to fight because the enemy comes in with these thoughts. You have to open your mouth and you tell the enemy, no, God Almighty has said this. You have to say this. You have to declare these things. You have to let him know that he's not bigger than God. Another thing you need to know. <laughs> he's El Shaddai. God Almighty of blessings. God Almighty of blessings. He's the one who blessed me with health. He's the one who blessed me. He's the one who sustains me. He's the one who keeps me. The other thing you need to know, his redemption name. Now, one of us we we're going to talk about is heal. he's thou he what? Healer. He's the one what? That healeth me. He's my healer. If he's my healer and healing comes from him, then he is, he is the healing that's on the inside of me. You understand that? He is the healing that's on the inside of me. Now, he's also the Lord our banner. He's our refuge. You know, during this, this uh, epidemic. The Lord Jesus is my refuge. I am in him. If I'm in him, Cobra has to come through him to get to me. He stands between me and the virus. He is the one. He's the one. He's the victorious one. So when I'm talking to, 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 to sickness, disease, I'm telling sickness, disease, I said, no. You have to come between, you have to come through Jesus Christ, who is the rock of my refuge and the stronghold of my life. My life is what? Hid in him. Now, you understand how, how I'm talking? What, if you get the example, I am talking, remember what Jesus said? Whosoever shall say to what? This mountain. So if that mountain sickness, then I need to learn how to what? Speak to it. Somebody come knocked on your door in the middle of the night. You in the bed sleep. You rise up. And they don't want nothing. But they keep knocking. What you going to get tell them? You better get on or hit the road, Jack. You're going to speak to him. You ain't going to sit there and let him keep knocking, keep knocking, keep knocking, keep knocking, keep knocking, keep knocking, keep knocking. No, you're going to speak to him. That's why Jesus said that mountain. Speak to the mountain. Declare what the word of God says to say. Let me give you an example. Let's go to Hebrews, uh, not Hebrews, but go to uh, Matthew chapter 4. Now, Jesus himself <laughs> was led in this, let's go to verse 1. And Jesus was led up by the Spirit unto the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. When he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. And when he, and, and now, when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become what? Bread. He answered and said, it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, 
but every word that we proceeded from the mouth of God. Jesus spoke to what? The tempter. So you have to learn how to speak to that sickness and disease. All right, let's go to, uh, let's just go find, let's go to Matthew's, uh, Matthew's chapter 8, please. Now, one of the first things we've got to know is also is what the will of God is for healing. You know, some people say, may say, well, said, uh, whatever the will, it's God's will for me to be sick. Some people may say, well, that's God's will. But you know, if you think about it, and if you study your Bible, when they went into Canaan last week, last year, Alton was talking about it a little bit, Israel went into Canaan, uh, they left Egypt and was going into the promised land. And one of the things that God told them, that God told them, go in and possess the land. He told them that. He said, go in and what? Possess the land. Now, if they had sat back and said, well, it's God's will if I go in or if I don't go in. In other words, what, what, what I'm saying is, when you say stuff like this, what happens is, whatever the will of God is, you, you, that takes you out of the picture. That means you letting, leaving it up to God. But God told you what? To go in and possess the land. So here's the thing about it. When it comes to healing, which God has already provided through the redemption, which is in Christ Jesus, our job is to take possession of it. We have to take what? possession of because cause he's already given it to you. He, they to, he told him, says, I've given you the land. It's like I say, I've given you this hundred dollars. And 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 and, and I'm still got it in my hand. But he has got to reach and touch it. But look at this. Matthew chapter eight. When he, verse one, when he had come down from the mountain Great multitudes followed him. Behold, a leper came to worship him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me whole. And Jesus put his hands and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately, the leper was cleansed. Now, the leper had no problem. He knew that God could what? Heal him. He knew God could heal him. But the problem was, he didn't know where God was what? Willing to heal him. Now, we know that Jesus Christ is the will of God in action. So, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So, if I see Jesus doing this, then I know it is his will. Let's look, let's look at another verse. Go down a little bit further. Look at verse 8. The centurion answered, let's go a little bit further, verse 5. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, 
my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully torment. He said to him, I will come and what? Heal him. The centurion answered and said to the Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant shall be healed. For I also, I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say that this one go, and he goes, and to another one comes, and he comes. And to my servant do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Assured I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even Israel. And I say to you, that many will come from the east and the west, sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness, where there be weeping and gnashing of the teeth. Now, Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, as you have what? Believed. So let it be done unto you. Now listen. A lot of times what we're trying to do is when we get our healing, we're trying to see our healing. In other words, see, God's a what? Spirit. I mean, think about it. God is a what? Spirit. And so if I want to go see God, the Bible says flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So what happens is when I want to go see God, I had to go see God through my spirit. Because I've been what? Born again. So when God heals me, God heals me through my spirit. You understand that? God heals me through, I'm going to say it again, God heals me through my spirit. In other words, he heals me through my inward, inner man. So the thing is, what happens is there's nothing wrong with my spirit. My mind has to be what? Renewed with the Word of God. So I have to know what the Word of God is. So let me give some healing scriptures. Turn to Proverbs, turn to, uh, yeah, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 21. Let me give you the process of this. Look at verse 20. It says what? My son. Give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Now, they are life to those that find them, health to all their flesh. Keep your heart involved diligently. From it, from it or out of it springs the issues of life. Now, it says now, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Listen, your mind is not your heart. Your mind is the doorway to your heart. So I take the word of God. To keep your hand right there. Turn to uh, Psalms 103. Yeah, Psalms 103. I will what? I will what? I will bless the Lord. Bless the Lord what? Oh, my soul. Bless the Lord what? 
oh my soul. So I'm telling my mind, I'm telling my physical body, I'm going to bless the Lord, oh my soul. I will not forget what? None of his what? Benefits. Now, what he does, he forgives me of a what? All. All, 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 all my what? Iniquity. He healed me of what? All my disease. He also redeemed my life from what? And satisfied my mouth with what? Good things. What do you think the good things are? Healing? Prosperity? Life? Favor? Turn to Psalms 107, verse 20. He sent his word. Who you think now? This is Old Testament, but in New Testament, he sent his word. Who did he send? He sent Jesus. So he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their de delivered them from destruction. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. <laughs> I like the word all destructions. Amen. All destruction. Let's turn uh, to uh, Isaiah 53. These are what we keep before our eyes. Verse 1 says, Who has, who has believed our report? And to who has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him in as, as, as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form of calmness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. We hid it were, is, as it were our face from him. He was despised, and we did not have seen him. Surely he has bore our grief, carried our sorrows. He was stinged, stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. And, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. <laughs> and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his what? We are what? Healed. Amen. So this is some of the words we meditate on. Let's look at another one. Turning your Bible to Jeremiah 30, verse 17. This is Lord, this is this, these words is written by prophets that were inspired by the Holy Spirit. I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. Because they call you an outcast, saying, this is Zion. No one seeks her. But he says what? I will restore what? Health. I will restore what? Health to you. Let's look at that. Nehemiah. N-H-N-U-H. Look in you. In the, in the front of it and find it. Where is that? Near 919. It says, Affliction is, 
He said he will put a full end to affliction, and affliction shall not rise a second time. Okay, let me give you nothing. Matthew 8, 17. Let's start verse 16. When come, even had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirit with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmity and bore our sickness. Let me give you another. Turn to Romans chapter 8. I want to use some scriptures that, that is, as Proverbs says, that you can keep before your eyes. Get them in your spirit. Look at verse 2. The law of the spirit of the life which is in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Somebody, it don't look like it. Yes, it is. The spirit of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Sickness is what caused death. So I'm in Christ Jesus, and that law in Christ is producing life in me. That law is what causes me to overcome sickness because that life that is in Christ Jesus. Now drop down a little bit further to Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you, he who raised Christ from there will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit also dwelling in you. So, so I'm looking at this. I'm thinking about it. I've been born again. The Bible tells me because I call upon the name of Jesus, God came and dwelleth in me by his spirit. So his spirit's in me. The Bible says in John 6, 63, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profit nothing. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they're life. So the spirit of God's in me. Because the spirit of God's in me, he's performing the word of God. It's producing life in me. So, I, so, so what happens is the spirit of God is giving my fleshly body life. Life is flowing out of my spirit from the, through the Holy Spirit into my physical body, bringing forth life, healing, and health. Let's look at nothing. Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Curses everyone that hangeth on a tree. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. It's sickness on the curse. So that means I've been what? Redeemed. That means I've been what? Redeemed. Let's look at another. First Peter. Excuse me. Second Peter 2, 24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sin might live unto righteousness by whose stripes? By whose stripes? We were what? Healed. By whose stripes? We were healed. 
by whose stripes we were healed. Present is that present in the past tense? Past tense. By whose stripes we were healed. Now let me let, let's, let me let me just talk to you a little bit. The Bible tells me tells us to what? Meditate on the word, right? Now when I'm meditating, I'm muttering and saying it over and over again. Now meditation produces a vision. Meditation produces a vision. What happens, the Bible also said, says, while we look down on the things which are seen, but the things are not seen. So if, as I meditate on the Word of God, I'm creating a vision on the inside of me. See, when you were, you think about after you go to the doctor, and all of a sudden the doctor tells you, tell you that. So you start worrying about it. what you're doing. You create an image of yourself. You create an image of yourself passing away. You give an image of yourself other things, you know, that's real negative. So the Bible tells me if I, I need to change that image. So what I do is I meditate in the Word of God. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. He bore my sickness and carried my pain. He was wounded for my transgression, bruised my guilt and nickel and chastisement. By his stripes, I'm healed. Now, I'm going to be a little bit specific, a little bit. When I get ready, if it's a certain point of my body, I'm going to speak about my body. If it's my heart, I'm going to say, by his stripes, I'm healed. And my heart is met a function in perfection. God created the function. Listen, when I say that, and I say my blood pressure is normal because Jesus Christ bore my grief, sickness, and pain, and by his stripes I'm healed. When I say that, what happens is I, I see it. When I say Galatians 3.13, the life that's in Galatians 3.13 flows out of my spirit into my bloodstream and causes my blood uh, pressure to be normal. I'm seeing this on the inside of me. Now, when I'm looking, the Bible said, while we look not on the things which are seen, but the things are not seen. So as I'm doing this, what happens is then I'm changing it. I can't look at both, both pieces. I can't look at both of them. It's impossible. And as, and as I'm looking at the Word of God, and I'm saying it over again, what I'm doing, I'm forming a vision. The Bible says, without a vision, the people, what? Perish. So I'm saying it. I am keep saying it. I'm keep saying it. I'm saying it. Now, as I'm saying it, I understand because when I'm getting ready to stand, because it's always going to be opposition, the enemy is going to come in my mind, and he's going to tell me, he said, said, feel this pain. And then what I'm going to tell him, I'm going to do just like Jesus told him. It is written. Jesus already bore this, and I refuse to bear it. Now, if the enemy, here's the thing. When the enemy comes attacking your mind, he's trying to keep that give, give you an a, a image, his image on the inside of him, on, in, inside of you. See, you don't need really, I learned a long time ago, 
I may, I'm not going to agree to any kind of sick disease. I'm going to say I may have a challenge with it, but I'm not going to accept it. Challenge means I'm still fighting. And then, really, it's not me to fight. It's Christ who's already won the battle for me. So when the enemy comes in, I'm open my mouth. And I'm going to be persistent. I'm going to be diligent to say the same thing he says. When he opens his mouth and try to come to my mind, I'm going to talk to him. You know, a good idea was just like last night. I'm sitting last night, and, and all these scriptures rolling down. I mean, they rolling down in my mind, rolling in my mind, mind, and doing this, coming, 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 coming. You know what I said? Mind shut up. I said, I told my mind, I said, I'm in charge of you. I tell you what to think. You don't tr tell me how to think. I tell you what to think. Shut up, be quiet, and be at peace and go to sleep. I rolled the window, went on to sleep. He stirred it up again. I said, shut up. Be quiet. I told you. I said, I rebuke. They said, in the name of Jesus Christ. Sometimes I said, that was scripture coming there. Well, with Jesus, was tempted. The, the, the enemy says, uh, says uh, he says he's going to give his angel George over him. I need, hey, I need some rest. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, I need the rest. So I spoke to it. I rolled on over and went on to sleep. Oh, you know, see, see, here, here, here. the thing is, when we get ready to speak, and Keith, throw it out, no. You see, sometimes when we get ready to speak, the thing about it is, you know, all these, all these doubts and things roll, run, run, comes up in you. And the Lord told me, he said, you know, just, just speak this word of it. Since the Spirit of the Lord is upon you, because he anointed you to preach the gospel to the poor. He said, you'll be in doing power when the Spirit of God come upon you. See, that's what's fighting the good fight of faith is. Fighting the good fight of faith is refuse to allow the enemy any access. You fight him. You fight the enemy every time he says something negative. And you do it diligently. You say what the same thing God said. Because what you are doing, when you open your mouth and say what the word of God, you're giving God permission and access into your life. Do what he says he's going to do. That's why, listen, John chapter 1, the word of God says, in the beginning was the what? The word. And the word was God. All things came in existence, what? Through the word. And without the word, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the light was the light of men. Now go back to that first verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. The Word was with God. Listen. When you declare the Word, God's in that Word. Because, see, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And the Word, God was with His Word. So when I declare the Word, and I acknowledge that by the stripes I'm healed. God is in there. God's in that word. That, that, that word ain't just word. That word is life. That word can, can contain power. 
Is God doing the work? Let's look at the other. Mark 11, 24. Mark 11, 24. He said, Jesus made the statement, when you pray, believe that you what? Receive it. Then you shall what? Have it. Believe that you what? Receive it. Then you shall have it. Believe that you receive it, and then you're going to have it. Now, what is this saying here? All it's saying is, see, when I'm declaring the word, I'm just believing I have it. My job is not to make it work. I'm just, the only thing he told me to believe. Remember it says, God so what? Loved the world. That he gave his what? Only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but what? Have everlasting life. What did he say? Who said what? Believe in him. That's all he said. He didn't say nothing else. He didn't say nothing about me working. But the one, I tell you, one thing, I tell you, one thing he did say, God loved me. God loved what? The world. God wants me healed because what? He loves me. Man, listen, listen to this. Think about it. I remember even one of my grandkids and my, uh, my kids, and, and y'all of you know this. So they're small, and all of a sudden they, they run down there, and all of a sudden they fall. They strike the knees. They run back to you. And the first, their tears roll in their eyes, and they say, You got a Band-Aid, Daddy? So you put that Band-Aid on them, and they're okay. See, that's where God is with us. He loves it. He, he don't want us sick. He loves it. One more scripture. Couple more, couple more. Turn to Psalms 91. Psalms 91. I don't know about you. That's one of my, some, one of my favorites. That's a healing scripture in there. God, God is with his word. God is in his word. God is the back of his word. The Bible said his word shall not and will not return to him void, shall prosper in the thing wherewith it's sin. The Bible says God is not a man that he should, should lie. He said, have he not said it, would he not do it? He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but his word shall not, shall not. So, so, so when, I, when I'm battling the enemy, I'm, the spirit of God to bring these things back to my remembrance, then what I'm doing, then I'm opened up, then I'm telling them. God is not a liar. God said it. He said, I'm here. How many of y'all, y'all been to heaven? In the natural. I mean, I mean, you've been there. How many of you going to heaven? You're going, you, 
Have, have, have you touched the street you go yet? Well, you're going to heaven because, because of what the Word says. The Word says if you confess your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, he said, he said you're saved. He said, you, you, you got eternal life. <laughs> Psalms 91. I, I, I like to read the all whole thing, but let's go down to the latter part. Look at verse 14. Because let's, let's, let's go back up a little bit. Let's go verse, verse 9. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place, no evil shall nor shall any plague, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Now, if, if I was to focus and look at that and meditate on that, I would have to conclude, when I look at this verse, because I made the Lord Jesus Christ my refuge and my dwelling place. I'm in him. I'm, not in, I'm in the world, but I'm not in the world system. But my spirit is in the Lord. <laughs> the most, most important part of me is my spirit. It goes on to say a thousand. Yeah, where I'm at now. Oh, verse no evil shall be forth thee, nor shall any plague come near my dwelling. For he's given his what angel charge over me to keep me in all my ways. In their hands they shall bear me up. Now, the interesting thing about this is, listen, the angels always hearken to the word of God. So as I'm speaking, the angels, God's hearkening for, because the angels are minister to those of the heir of salvation. He shall give his angel charge to me to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall thread upon the lion and the cobra in Christ Jesus. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample on the feet in Christ Jesus. Because he set his love upon you, therefore he will deliver him or you. I will set him on high. Because he's known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, and will deliver him and honor him with long, long life. Long life. I like it. With long life. He will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, Salvation means healing, deliverance, soundness, safety, perseverance. Healing, soundness, safety, perseverance. 
Turn to Romans chapter chapter 1. Since it mentions salvation in Romans chapter 1. Look at verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is to power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Have you ever taken scriptures? It, 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 this is for the meditation. And what I did the other day, I took this just right here and said it, I don't know, about four or five minutes. Just said it over and over again. And finally, you know what, how you get some scripture, you, you say it so fast that you leave words out because you think you know them. That's what it was is. So I went back and I said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ to him that believeth. I left the most important part out, that, out of that. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. Salvation means what? Deliverance, healing, soundness, safety, and perseverance. Now, let, 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 turn, turn to Luke. I think it's Luke chapter 17. It goes this way. Look at verse... Uh, Five. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. So they're praying. So they asked him, so Lord, increase our faith. The Lord said, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you can say, to this mulberry tree be pulled up by its roots and be planted in the sea and it will what obey you they asked me see they asked him said lord increase our faith but jesus said to him if you want your faith increased you need to start what speaking or saying it open your mouth and increase it and say it so one of, one of the things, you know, that I, I, I had to learn how to do, I had to learn how to build confidence in God, believe in God. And the only way I could do it is actually practice using the Word of God. So every chance, every, every time the, there was a battle that was going on, what I did is actually, I just used the Word of God. And I just did it with a regular basis. You know how you practice basketball? You just keep practicing, you can practice and keep practicing until you, on baseball, you keep practicing, you keep practicing, practice. And when you first, sometimes you first start, you ain't got no confidence. The more you do it, the more the confidence you got in it. And so the more you do it, the more you, the assurance that you'll get. So just open your mouth and declare it. Listen. When it comes to healing, don't seek the healing. Seek the healer. Does that make any sense? Because the enemy comes and bring, makes, get you to doubt that the healer is not healing you. 
But when you learn the healer, then what happens is you start increasing faith. What, please turn to Romans chapter 4. And I want to cover this because this, uh, this is vital important. And I'll go over it because uh, I'm going to end right here. Romans chapter 4. Look at verse 17. As written, I have made you the father of the nation in the presence of him who he believed God, who gives life to the dead and called those things which do not exist as so they did. Who contrary to hope, in hope, believed so that he became the father of the nation. According to that is spoken, so shall their seed be. And being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since uh, he was about 100 years old. The dead in the womb. He did not waver at the prom promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now, listen. See, Abraham wasn't really looking at the promise of God. What Abraham was looking at, God doing it. So what happens is when, when, you, when you're standing on the word of God and you fight the fight of faith, what you're doing is this. You lift your hands and you're glorifying God and you're exalting him and you're saying, Lord, I want to thank you. Your word is effective work in me. Exercise is what superhuman power in me and for me who believe. I want to thank you, Father in heaven, that you are sustaining me. You're keeping me. And I'm praising you and I'm glorifying you. I'm worshiping you. For there's no other God like you. You always watch over your word and you perform your word. You keep doing this and you keep doing this. Refusing looking at the circumstances, situation. Don't look at them. And you keep doing that. And then what happens is there will be a manifestation and you don't know it. That's the key. There will be a manifestation and you don't know it because you hadn't been watching it. Because you, what you're doing is you already believe in God for it and then all of a sudden you don't even, most times you don't know when it's coming. I, I <laughs> I hit, hit, hit my knee the other day, or a pain hit, tried to hit it. I refused, I re, I refused it. And, I, and what I did, I said, in the name of Jesus, I said, Father, I thank you that you're the great one lives in me. You're greater than anything. There's nothing greater than you. And you're working just like you said you're doing. And I just thank you for it. Went on by faith. I still moved on it. I walked on it. I keep walking on it. I played on it. I came up. Up and down, I didn't know when it left, but it left. That was the most important thing, it left. But I kept my mind focused on Him. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www. .newdaycc.com If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church.